Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's What's Happening in Our Community. I'm your host, Karen Cox, the broker of record at Sea and Ski Realty. On this month's episode, we'll be doing a year in review of what's happened in our community for 2020. This year has been a year like no other. Even our studio here had to adapt from in-person to virtual interviews. And I'm excited to recap all the amazing things that have happened in Great County this year. Now let's get started with our very first episode that aired back in January of 2020 with the warden of Gray County, which is also the mayor of Gray Highlands, Paul McQueen. We discussed the mayor's statement he had made in late 2019 that Markdale was on fire. And that was in relation to all the developments that were on the way or were happening in Markdale, such as the new housing developments that are being planned for Markdale considering that we haven't had one for almost 25 years. And Paul also talked about how proud of the community was for raising $13 million toward the new hospital to be built and the plans to move forward with this build. We also discussed other exciting topics like saving the Beavercrest School and Gray Gables. Turning them both around from closing the school to plans to build a new school and the application for new long-term care beds, thus keeping Gray Gables in our community. With the new commercial development of the new food land in Tim Hortons, this also provides more local employment opportunities, thus making a more viable downtown area. In our second episode, we sat down with Larry Leche, the president of Sunfield Homes, to discuss about the new housing development, Markdale Highlands. We started off by the discussion by learning the history of Sunfield Homes and how they've been in business for 50 years. After finding out more about their history, we dug into why they chose Markdale to build and the big part of that reason was because they found out about the demand for the retirement lifestyle homes. We knew the development was going to be right next to the golf course and the curling club, situated in a great location but we wanted to know why these townhomes were going to be like, and we found that out. Oh, excellent location. Um, what we are proposing to build here and what we're selling and what has been accepted in the market apparently quite well in the, in the last few weeks of, of, of coming up with the site, coming out to the market with the site, uh, are townhomes that are bungalow in nature. So uh, living space is on the first floor kitchen, family room, and two bedrooms. So you have everything on the first floor that you would need. Laundry? And laundry, good one. Two car garage or one car garage? Two car garage for the most part. There is a model with a one car garage which gives you a slightly larger footprint on the first floor. But most of the models have two car garages, two bedrooms, laundry in the main, and kitchen family room. What they do have is an unfinished basement, some of them. Um, who, would, who needs more room could easily get one of our models that has that same model with a finished basement. And that gives them four bedrooms. It gives them a separate family room in the lower level as well. And that happens to be something that uh, I know when I, when I used to ski and had a home mm -hmm. up here, we used to like that very much, having two separate family rooms. So the kids would play in the downstairs uh, uh, family room and the adults would be upstairs and, and, uh, and, 
having their own uh, company and, and party. Yeah, and that's great for like recreational families. You've yeah. got main floor living, <clears throat> so you've got future plans if you want to grow with the property as you age. Um, but you've also got the opportunity that you've got the breakout room, as I call it, for the kids. Um, so that you can separate and have some space um, and entertain. Because quite often up here at Beaver Valley at the ski club, quite often you do a lot of entertaining. You move from property to property, from Absolutely. chalet to chalet, or you yeah. know where you're residing, because it's just the nature of the club. It's Absolutely. a very family-oriented club. But it's also great for retirees or early retirees because you've got the main floor living. Everything's on one floor, including the laundry, which I like. Nice. And, but if I have company or have my family and guests, I've got places for them, too, to stay. And I'm still able to maintain my main floor. And so they, what we've done is, in addition to those two models, again, the main floor living, the lower level uh, extra bedrooms, we do have a third model that has a loft uh, within it. So what a loft is, is a uh, second story on only part of the home. So you'd still have your main floor living, but now you have two bedrooms on the upper level as well. So some people don't want bedrooms in the lower level, they prefer them up on top of the second mm -hmm. floor, and, and so that's availability. That's an available model as well. In fact, uh, the, uh, some people are, are going to, to gravitate for sure to that with a finished basement. Now you have a humongous home. I mean, you have something that is in the... Uh, 2,400 square 2400 feet. 2,400 plus square foot. When I was looking at the floor plans, because there's like six floor plans, right. and that's the largest one if you develop both the lower level yeah. and you have the bungalow off, and that would be great for recreational families. It Absolutely. would be for local families, because you're talking four to five bedrooms. Exactly. And a lot of the homes that were built in this area at the time they were being built, we're not thinking of that many bedrooms. Right. And bathrooms, four bathrooms. Four if bathrooms, you want to get out exactly. to the ski hills early in the morning, you've got lots no, of bathrooms I, I, to get I'm out. I'm sure not everybody's going to no. go for that, a home that no. big with that many bedrooms. But, but it's available. It's available, and, and uh, some families will, will opt for that. No, no, no question. Well, it depends how many children you have, too. Mm -hmm. If you're retiring up here and you want your children to come up here with their children so you get to see your grandchildren right. and enjoy the lifestyle up here and come up here on weekends, you know, you've got room for both of your, all your children and their grandchildren. To, so you might want those extra four bedrooms. You may. What, it, what this does is gives you the, the square footage, the number of rooms that you want, but takes away the maintenance of an exterior that could be an acre or two or three or, or what whatnot. Uh, being townhomes, uh, you still get your backyard, which is a comfortable sized backyard. You have your front yard, uh, but everything is a bit smaller than, uh, than country living. So it's easier. Yeah, it's easier easy. to manage. I, mean, I think people are going to be enjoying uh, having, uh, having the interior of their homes uh, looked after more so than having to work outside all day and, and, and keeping things, you know. Yeah. In other exciting news about the development, the shovels were in the ground back in October and the build is underway. If you want to find out more details about what Markdale Highlands is all about, check out our full episode two of What's Happening 
on our website. On episode three was where we had to get a little more creative as we were in the middle of the pandemic and social distancing protocols were in effect. So we move forward by interviewing our guests virtually while still producing the episodes of what's happening in our community. We virtually chatted with Michelle Petty, the new administrator for Gray Highlands Chamber of Commerce. We were also able to introduce Michelle to our local community. We also learned how the Chamber is helping local businesses through COVID-19. As well, we talked about the Chamber's plans for 2020. Michelle shared some information regarding programs and services that are available for all local businesses from various levels of government. We have financial programs in place through all levels of government that we have access to right now. And we really need to sort through what's for whom so that we can get people to the right programs that help them. So there is going to be a program that will assist with commercial rents. There are programs to help employers pay their employees. There are programs to help employees find new work, get their income topped up. There are, pro there are programs for entrepreneurs who don't have the typical T4s or the employment packages with companies. So there's a lot out there. And um, my goal is to try and thin that out and be able to tell the members where to find the information that they need. And we also discuss what programs the Chamber of Commerce offers and the benefits of being a Chamber member and how they ensure your voice is heard. If you are a local business struggling during these times, I definitely recommend reaching out to the Chamber to find out what programs and assistance is available to you. Yeah. For episode four, we continued with our virtual interview with Centre Gray Health Services Foundation Coordinator, Darlene Lamberti. We talked about the only one fundraising initiative that they were able to host this year during COVID, which was the Foodland Grocery Raffle. The Centre Gray Health Services Foundation is a vehicle to raise funds for our local hospital here in Markdale. Each year, they are required to raise between five dollars to $600,000 to support the running of the hospital. Darlene presented us with the details of the raffle, where the tickets were sold, what the cost of the tickets were, and where you could find them in the local businesses in our community. The winner of the grocery raffle will receive $2,400 towards groceries from Markdale Foodland. And this was graciously donated by their owner, Bill Graham. Even during the pandemic, the community really came together to support this event and help the Centre Gray Health Services Foundation get one step closer to their goal. On episode five, we welcome Michelle Harris, the Director of Community and Economic Development for the Municipality of Gray Highlands. We learned about what's happening in our community with short-term accommodation in our area. Michelle started off by telling us about what exactly an STA is and what properties are classified as an STA. In January of 2020, the new bylaws came into place where STAs require a license. And she tells us a little bit how they were able to get the licensing into effect. So the bylaw was passed effective. Um, January 2020, but the licensing had to go into effect. So we, um, as a municipality, have contracted a third-party agency who is monitoring 
all of the variety of social platforms where people rent these properties. Um, we engage that property at the or that company at the end of March, um, which was exactly when the pandemic hit. And one of the requirements of our licensing is that um, properties require a life safety inspection. So just basic things to make sure they have fire alarms and CO2 detectors, et cetera. With the onset of COVID in the state of emergency, our building inspectors were not able to go out. So now that that restriction has been lifted on our building inspectors, we will be rolling out. We've got a list of all the properties that we've been able to identify in the municipality. And we will be contacting them hopefully within the next couple of days or sorry, excuse me, we'll be contacting them within the next couple of weeks to advise them of the licensing program and to give them a chance to submit their application to be licensed. When we continued with our chat by talking about the importance of STAs being an economic driver in our community and also how this bylaw will keep not only our community safe and beautiful, but also the renters of these properties safe as well. To find out more about STAs and the licensing, Watch the full episode five on our website or go to Gray Highlands Municipality website. We sat down with Heather Aljo, the Marketing Communications Specialist for Gray County Tourism on episode six, where we discussed hashtag Rediscover Gray Contest and the new outdoor activity map. Each week, the contest featured businesses from different municipalities and encourage members of the community to explore their own backyard by shopping locally and supporting small businesses. Heather talked to us about how more than ever, local businesses need our support. And this is an important economic development and tourism initiative for our community. We also learned a little bit more about their outdoor activity map. So our outdoor activity map is really fun. Um, us here in the tourism department sort of took that on um, as soon as things started to open up and we we there's sort of two purposes um, one obviously to let you guys let everyone the residents know what's open um, so in the beginning a lot of the parks were closed and the playground equipment was off limits until just last week so we had all of that information in there um, but as you may be seeing, I know a lot of your work takes place in the Beaver Valley is um, some places are getting quite busy. Um, a lot of folks really were, um, you know, we've been cooped up for a while and suddenly things started to look better in Ontario, um, especially here in, in Grey, Grey Bruce, in terms of the pandemic and the weather got nice all at one time. So it was sort of a perfect storm and people were out wanting to explore. And some of our locations, um, I don't think it's a big secret, Hogs Falls, Eugenia Falls, we're getting really, really busy with visitors. So we have open, closed, and we also have a caution message on some of those just to let people know when they're planning ahead that that location might be really busy, particularly on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon on a sunny day. So they can look at that and say, well, if that place is going to be busy, where else can we go? What are the other locations? Um, and you had mentioned even being a resident of Chatsworth, there were some locations that you didn't necessarily know about. And that's what we're really trying to do here is give other options that maybe aren't so popular, but are just as wonderful and close by to disperse um, some of the traffic and some of the, the hikers and the paddlers to different areas. I mean, Great County is huge and we have so much beauty and, and lots of options. We just need to let people know where they are and how they can do it. So 
we hope our outdoor activity map is doing that. And um, we're still building it as we go. We're still seeing more things added almost daily as things open up and parks open up. So it's forever changing. If you and your family are looking to get out and explore, I definitely recommend getting out and exploring your own backyard here in Gray County. Check out the outdoor activity map on Visit Gray website. On episode seven, we virtually chatted with Lori Wilder, the director of education for Blue Water District School Board to discuss the return to school in September. In these uncertain times, it's important to understand the full scope of measures being taken to ensure our children's safety. Rest assured that the Blue Water District School Board is taking extreme precautions. Taking everything into consideration, the board decided to move forward with the full return option. Here is what Lori had to say about it. And, uh, Blue Water District School Board is uh, going to begin the 2021 school year following a conventional full return model, which is a regular return. The Ministry of Education designated us. Um, we are not a designated board. So that means that the students can return for in-person delivery of teaching and instruction five days a week. Uh, so for that, we're, we're very thankful for. Uh, participation, though, in face-to-face -face learning at school is optional for families. So parents and guardians do have the option to uh, go for remote learning or online learning for their children, and they can indicate their preference for that uh, with a pre-registration survey that we sent out. If you are interested in learning more about how Blue Water District School Board is moving forward with the students returning to school in Gray County, you can watch the full episode on our website. For episode eight, we did things a little differently and took the show on the road. We did a fall colors tour of the area. If you are ever looking for something to do during the fall season, hop in the car with the family and take an afternoon road trip to see the beautiful fall colors. Great stop on the tour for a picnic lunch, especially with the pavilion here and the porta potties here for your convenience. But the views are spectacular. You're going to see Nottawasaga Bay, which is part of Georgian Bay, rolling countryside, apple orchards, and in the far distance, you're going to see the Niagara Escarpment. And we are directly opposite the Beakhead Valley, which is another stop on our tour at Scotch Mountain. So to see the full tour, you can see it on our website or take the trip yourself and you'll see for yourself the beautiful colors we have here in the fall. Episode nine was a little different. We had our own marketing team member, Ashley Warrington, join us to talk about her experience representing Gray County on the Miss Universe Canadian National Stage. We talked about how competing in pageants or be ambassadors of the fair, Competitions can also be so beneficial to not only build your self-confidence and public speaking skills, but also gives you the opportunity to really get involved and be a leader in your community. Not only was Ashley in the top 40 in all of Canada, but she also received the Leadership Award, an award given to the delegate who best demonstrates what it's meant to be a leader, both in the competition and in their community. If you have any questions about competing in a pageant or becoming an ambassador, 
I know Ashley would be more than happy to talk with you about it and maybe even give you a few pointers. On episode 10, we had the opportunity to speak with Gary Sims, the CEO for Gray Bruce Health Services, about the new Markdale Hospital. And we were excited to hear that they are at stage 4.2, which is one of the final stages. In that stage, they have identified their choice of a contractor to build the new hospital, and they have submitted that to the ministry for their approval. After they receive the approval from the ministry, we should start to see the build in the spring of 2021. Gary estimates that the build should take between 18 to 24 months to complete. We then learn what the new hospital will look like and the services that they will provide. Well, you know, Markdale deserves a beautiful new hospital, and that is what it's going to get. This is a state-of-the-art hospital. It's very interesting that they've waited so long, almost 20 years, I believe, at this time. And yeah, it's amazing. And it's a lot of glass, uh, very open, very modern. Um, an eMERGE that's almost twice the size of the eMERGE that exists now. Uh, almost double the ambulatory care space, which is very important because healthcare has moved to a lot of outpatient care circumstances and treatments. And so it's set up for that. Uh, beautiful uh, private rooms uh, rather than large groups in rooms. These are very private rooms. Um, I think the, the staff will find larger lab space, um, larger diagnostic imaging space with uh, all new equipment. Uh, so it'll be state-of-the-art equipment. So very exciting, uh, beautiful, open, and uh, equipped for probably the next 20, 25 years. And we also talked about how Premier Doug Ford came to Markdale in 2019 to announce that they would be helping the funding for the new hospital, which was definitely a big step forward. The community has given so much support by fundraising and taking part in fundraising events like the charity golf tournament to make this new hospital a reality. I know I am really excited to see the new hospital being completed. It is so needed and will be a great addition to this community. If you want to find out more about the new Markdale Hospital, head over to our website or YouTube channel to watch the full episode with Gary. What an interesting year 2020 has turned out to be. And I want to give a big thank you to all of the guests that came onto our show and to all of you for tuning in each month to see what's happening in our community. So that's it for today. We invite you to tell us about what sort of topics you'd like to hear about and what guests you'd like to see on the next What's Happening episode. You can contact us on any of our social media accounts, as well as you can email us at info at cnskireality.ca. We're also very excited to share that you can enjoy this content everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Episodes can be viewed on all our social media accounts, and you can also visit cnskireality.ca slash what's happening where you can catch all of our episodes or subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with all of our new episodes. Our next episode will air on Wednesday, January 27th. So stay tuned to see what's happening in our community in 2021. And thank you for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you soon.